What it do, what it do, <laughs> roll call, roll call. What's up? It's your girl, Just Be Real, and you're here for another dope episode of Just Be Real Podcast. But this episode is extra, extra special, so extra saucy because we made it to 100. It is the 100th episode of Just Be Real Podcast, and I'm so glad I get to celebrate this monumental moment with my brother from another, of clearly a person y'all love, my brother Dion I, Dion Inge, as y'all know him. So, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. Y'all, I got my brother back. Y'all made it, y'all made a popular demand to bring him back because when I checked the numbers, y'all ran them numbers up the first week when our episode came out. It was like 50, 60 downloads in the first week. So I haven't checked recently, but y'all was running them numbers up. So I I was like, you know what? It's my hundredth episode. Who else would I want to share this episode and moment with than my brother? The for my main supporter, the one who always got my back. And the one who actually is for Jesse Real Podcast. I was like, fuck it. I'm not waiting until season eight. I'm bringing him on now before we end season seven. <laughs> Period. So, y'all already know D. I mean, you can reintroduce yourself for people who might not have heard the other episode this season. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Mr. 302, a.k.a. Mr. I5T. I ain't gonna get too far. Yeah, we ain't gonna get too much. Mr. Mr. You know, Mr. Dad of three. <laughs> okay, period. Mr. Dad of three. Also the hubby. <laughs> I mean, you know, he out here. He out here doing dad things. You know what I'm saying? Like real dad things. Like the stuff that dads be doing. Like redecorating rooms, remodeling, you know, redoing decorations and stuff. You know, being multifaceted. Saving lives, pouring into people and kids. You know, what well, you know, what real niggas do. Real niggas do real shit. You know what I'm saying? Real niggas do real things. That's it. That's all. So I normally announce the episode, but I didn't. So the episode today is called dun, 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 Divine Nine or Define Line. So I had to use my homegirl Lakili for roll call because that's exactly what this is. This is a roll call. Because we're calling out D9. And we could do it because we're D9. <laughs> Absolutely. It's different when you're calling it out and you're on the... you. How you gonna hate from outside of the club? You can't even get in. Like, you can't talk about what you ain't experienced. So, like, you can't talk about what D9 does if you're not D9. Right. Right. Oh, and I personally, and this is my opinion, I'm gonna put the disclaimer now. A lot of y'all not gonna like this episode, and y'all not gonna like what we gotta say. And I really don't give a damn because it's called Just Be Real Podcast. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. <laughs> and I'm about to be 12 in this game next year, so I can really care less what y'all about to be saying. I'm about to be 12 years into this sorority, so I can care less what y'all children out here are saying. I came in at a different time, so. A lot of what y'all saying don't don't work for me. And uh, there's another word called deference. So at the end of the day, don't address me. Find your profile and tell them to come talk to me if they're my age. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. That's my disclaimer. I don't argue with children. Especially children who ain't been around long enough to know, as my mother used to say, your ass from your elbow. Don't talk to me. I love it. 
Okay? Especially if you ain't even traveled neither. If you ain't got no no sorors or frats, frat brothers you can call from coast to coast just on the drop of a dime, don't talk to me. We're not in the same boat. Because you literally missed the mark on what the whole point of the brotherhood and sisterhood was outside of your line. But we're going to get into that. We're not going to do that. We're just not going to do that. But we're going to talk about it because there's so much of a fetishization about D9 as of recently. And I don't know about y'all, but we went to the illustrious, the illustrious Delaware State University, and that is an HBCU. Okay, all day. No, we and we're alumnus. We're alumnus of the, you know, we're alumni of this actual institution. We graduated. We didn't just go there. We graduated. So we could talk. No, exactly. I graduated. Okay, so we could talk heavy because. I know y'all always hate the PWI HBCU banter, but the way Greek life is portrayed or actually embraced is totally different because if y'all think about it, majority minus about two or three or f- about four of them were not found on an HBCU campus. They came from PWIs. Oh, which happens to be today is the Alphas Founders Day. So shout out to the Alphas. <laughs> Okay, shout out to shout out to the home team. You know, three time grueling Gamma Sigma chapter. Yeah, right, right. Shout out to the three time. You know, three time grueling. Shout out to y'all home team. Um, but other than that, I don't want y'all to think like it's the same experience. It's really, really not. Not Because a lot of the shit y'all doing PWIs, you would never get away with at HBCU. Ever no. slap you with that cease and desist with the quickness. <laughs> We not take that decipher that as y'all choose or may, because I ain't saying nothing. Delta Sigma Theta is a non hazing organization, so I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> but the only <laughs> the only person I felt I could really have this real conversation with that would give it to y'all from the fraternity perspective is my bro, because like has he already mentioned before, he is a man of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. So not only do he get shit because he is Iota, he's an Iota Phi Theta, but they were the last one. So people trying to play like they don't have no, they be like, oh, elite. I'm like, nah, the Iotas is in here too. So because they're the only ones that's not over really 100 yet, everybody be trying, you know, try to be funny. So, you know, it's only right because, you know, sometimes they say the best for last. That's what I heard, you know. That's what I heard. That's what I that's what I heard. But you know me, they come they come for they come for us because it's like, you know, your deltas I'm like, yeah, but we're the largest sorority, black sorority. So what do you mean? Hmm. We could if you want to talk numbers, you can talk numbers, we can talk quality and quantity, because baby, there's I know, I know the history. And it's mine is and this is also a disclaimer, Delta Sigma Theta is not backing or has anything to do with this whole conversation. So I'm going to make that real known. It is not officially tied to this conversation. It's just me speaking in Greek in general because I am a Delta. I'm just speaking from the perspective of what I've experienced. So I just want to make you, that known. You are so right. So I guess I'll go ahead and go on a record too. Both <laughs> of you shared today are not shared by Iota Fraternity Incorporated. They're just the thoughts and views of one brother of the organization that has seen and done many things. Period. You know we got a CYA. Because they don't play, okay? We got a CYA. So I'm like, let me make this real. Hello? I don't want nothing. So I'm going to make it real clear. This says. 
Okay, ain't no true. These are not the thoughts of Delta. These are my thoughts of me being a member of the organization and my right. perspective. I'ma just say that for y'all. Okay, and this is Jessica Shoulders. And that's it, because y'all not getting my middle name, but this is Jessica Shoulders <laughs> as a member of Delta. That's it. That's all I'm saying. So y'all, because some of y'all like to run, tell that. And make sure when y'all do, y'all play this back to make it known. This is what we said before we said what we said when we said it. Period. But no, so we're going we to hop into this. So before anything, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you talk first because, you know, Divine Nine formerly was known as the Elite Eight and was something created, you know, for us by us. Given we weren't given access to scholastic clubs to enhance our attributes, what do you feel is the most important to the gatekeeping and the scarcity? Because, you know, we have five, you know, five Beta Kappa, which is like, you know, the scholastic, which was before us. We had, you know, that was for blacks or, you know, academics, but it wasn't much of what it is now and what we embody with. A lot of us, I would say, have three pillars, you know, that we go by. I know for the scholarship, sisterhood and service. For others, it's like to to womanhood. I'm I'm don't I want y'all know I'm not about the, the last when I crossed when I had to know this stuff. It's been years, so it's not my business to really know because I've made it over to Delta Land, so it's nothing for me to really have to keep in the back of my mind anymore. Like I'm not on I'm not undergrad. But you know what I'm saying? Okay, days are done, baby. It's more like a fizzle. And if you don't know what that is, hmm. Hmm. But I still, I still can keep some time. I'm still a timekeeper. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the timekeeper too. <laughs> All right, but um, I think it's important to keep the gate, the gatekeeping aspect, because, like you said, it was FUBU, baby, for us, by us, and unfortunately, in this world, no matter how much they try to make it seem like we got. There's not a lot for us, like exclusively for us. And the reason we had to go and make these in the first place, because they didn't want us in theirs. Boom. We weren't good enough. We weren't worthy to be a part of their organizations. So what we went and did was, instead of begging for a seat at the table, we went and created our own damn table. What black people do on an everyday monthly <laughs> basis. Right. Like, I ain't got we ask, yo, nah, y'all can't do this, y'all can't do that, y'all can't, we ain't about to beg, okay, cool. Now, we done took what you did, and like we always do, made it better. It's that uh, melanin magic! <laughs> so, I, I don't know, I just feel like, we, things have to be kept sacred, man, like, we have to keep it, some things you, some original things you can't mess with, and us and the originality of us creating why uh, what we created why we created should be to me kept the same i agree with you on that note only because i'm gonna go a little i'm gonna go a little deeper for you you know what my brother said i'm gonna go a little deeper a lot of the elements that we've embodied like when we have step shows those are something that's major step is from our african origins of what our people used to do to celebrate our culture back in the motherland we might be named as a Greek letter organization because Greek is what of of somewhat, as they say, the origins of Latin is what is derived from, which makes, I mean, technically in a way we're not, it's, we kind of took what they had and spend it, which is true. Right. 
But when we added our elements to it, like stepping and strolling and, you know, coming together for like homecomings and the camaraderie we had, a, a, a black homecoming ain't the same as a white homecoming, baby. You come into a family reunion. You're literally coming to all your cousins from your mama's side, your daddy's side, and everybody just coming together. Homecoming is a season for us. Period. It's a Period. It's, it's a like black person. And that's when you see your people. So, I mean, the elements that we've incorporated in step and how we, you know, use how we literally build on top of each other to kind of like do the things and stunts we do in step in or like commemorate with our old hymnals that we, we probably say or like our sacred things. I feel like that's something that's part of us as an origin, as an African, as an African people. So I don't feel like I want to see Sally over here singing my hymnal when it's an old God is coming from gospel and soul. And that's not nothing of your story that has been told. That's not a song you need to be singing from the bellies of your of the girth of your bellies when you didn't have to use that to follow the the, the drinking gourd to get to the North Road of Freedom or have to sit here and be on a, a slave ship and your cornrows were used for you to keep seeds and rice and grains for you to have something to have in your hair because your hair was so thick. They didn't know nothing better. Like the same thing with the aesthetic with white girls doing cornrows and stuff. It irks my freaking soul. I'm trying to do better with cursing and I'm only doing that on this episode because Delta's involved. I want to make that known. <laughs> But I, it irks my soul when I see girls that are Caucasian wearing braids and cornrows. It's like your hair is not meant for it because it's fine. Your hair is not meant to be able to where you don't have to put rubber bands at the end. Your hair is not meant to just hold it because let's put some corns and beads in your hair. They slipping right out because it's not meant to be able to do the job. That's not what it's for. So it's just the same what we do with our black culture. We need to really gatekeep on, I feel, D9 because like you said, it's for us by us. Like... Imagine Draymond just selling for FUBU to a white company and it's meant for us by us. That's what FUBU was created from. Or it's the, what is it, Five United Brothers from Uptown or something like that. Like, it, it has a meaning. So then no longer, the FUBU no longer applies because it's not for us because it's no longer by us. Exactly. Now it's gentrified like everything else. And I feel like they're trying to, when I personally, and this is my opinion, letting Caucasian people in is kind of like a token. Because with the way they used to use us for like affirmative action is what we're using them for affirmative action to get approval to kind of like be the outlier. Or let, oh, let me show my chapter got the, you know, got the white bro or my chapter got the white soror. But they're at an HBCU. So one, or they're not already out of place, but they're double out of place. Like they're now a double minority, but they're still getting their white privilege. So how much are they really experiencing what you're going through? The whole point of an HBCU is a historically black college and university which is for us not saying that others can't attend but you're here to just observe so shut the fuck up <laughs> and don't get it I, I, I want to say this too because I'm very I'm very pro-black but I need people to understand that pro-black is not anti-white so in the same breath I know white people in uh, fraternities and sororities my, one, a couple of my white boys are in our fraternities and they're ours. They're in our fraternities. With that being said, and I love them to death, like they my guys, but they can never truly understand the right. or embody the true meaning of exactly. That. So, like when you have brought up this stepping, I'll go a little deeper too. Um, it, the stepping was like you said for celebration and stuff. But it's also hidden messages. Right. Like you said with the braids. They used to uh, Corn roll, designer maps. Put the 
as much. Exactly. They don't understand the history behind it. And you and there's one thing reading it and there's one thing being of it. Say that. What like in like in my field, I tell people all the time, you can read about how to help, you know, little Johnny and when Johnny's demonstrating this type of behavior, you should do A, B, and C. And you can try and read a book about families in poverty and what they need to help. But unless you come from that, unless you truly have uh, not, unless you truly have a deep meaning or a deep understanding, I would say experience. Really unless you have that experience, because I experience, and that's a, like I love education. Don't get me wrong, education is great, but my degrees wouldn't mean shit without my life experiences. That part, I wouldn't. I couldn't be the counselor that I am, the therapist that I am, the man, the helper, the pe- person for my community that I am without my life experience. No amount of degrees could have did that for me. So no amount of reading history books or no amount of going to meetings can make them understand the point of a BGLO. It just can't, and it ain't all y'all got everything else. Why right. And for the record, y'all who don't know, BGLO means Black Greek Letter Organization because everybody might not know the acronyms. We're used to it, but I, I don't. I try to, you know, meet some of y'all are, are no novice to this, so I'm gonna just explain it and break it down for y'all a little further because I probably have a lot of listeners who are not a part of a Greek Letter Organization that's a Black Greek Letter Organization. But no, you're absolutely right, and I feel like it. Like you said, being pro-black doesn't mean not mean you're anti-white because you have co-conspirators and you have allies. And allies are people who can be there when it matters to be in the forefront to say, oh, my God, you know, I love black lives. Black lives matter. But co-conspirators are willing to risk their white privilege to be able to make sure that you have the right accommodations that you deserve as a human being. Like, I've had a friend who's in a, a Greek letter organization. She's not. She's Caucasian. She's blonde hair, blue eyed. And she un- she knows my history probably better than people I know that's actually in my sorority and she ain't in my sorority and she's white she's literally a Jewish white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes who never stepped foot on the HBUC campus a day but when her and I reconnected when I think it was like right when I first crossed she was like oh yeah her mom was like Delta what's that Delta Sigma Theta she was like oh they just turned 100 this year it's the black organization they're the first largest black sorority um, they're the second sorority they were founded in 1913 they did the women's suffrage march with Ida B. Well I was like okay spit my spit my stuff then girl let them know okay let your mom but the fact that she was willing to be privy, I appreciate you being an ally, but you're not going to be a co-conspirator because I've recently seen when it comes time for you to step up to, to take, use your privilege to really use it to advantage to be there for me, you have yet to do it. So you can be an ally, but I want a co-conspirator. Risk yourself the way that my people, because at the end of the day, our people risked ourselves to even build HBCUs in the first place. They didn't want us to read and write, and y'all want to sit here and take our culture and then take what's part of us after we had to literally, by the skim of our teeth, could have been killed for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the high are intelligence. Like, and y'all think it's okay? And I don't, like you said, it's something I feel is an experience. You can be, my thing is that, you can be inside the club, but don't mean that you in VIP. You can get admission inside the club, but don't mean that you in VIP. That's 
because you can roll. Period. Which means you can watch me do what I do, but you can never do what I do because you'll never be willing to be able to get past that threshold. Because you're not me. They love our rhythm. But don't want to know our blue. <laughs> yo, Amanda Seals, yo, when Amanda Seals said that to me, like said that like a couple years ago, she was like, You gotta you should feel away how they always want your rhythm, but don't want to understand your blues. I'm like, yo, she ain't lying though. Man, they want all the perks that everybody wanna be black, so it's time to be black. And then get mad when they get backlash on all these cause D and I were talking earlier about these, you know, social media sites that we have. And I've been following them since I first crossed which is damn near eleven years ago, y'all. So that says a lot because they've been around forever. But back then it was more so like you was doing it where you were using Greek shenanigans where like you would see mixed up, but like it was people correcting each other, trying to you know, spit knowledge. Now it's more so just I'm posting stuff to embarrass. Yep, and yeah. then and fetish, fetishize over like white Greek members. I like I don't know this man personally, but Sam Whiteout is idolized by Kappa Alpha Psi. <laughs> There's a couple of white sorors, like don't get me wrong, Joan Trumpire, who Mahelen, who is definitely one of my sorors, who was a part of was the Freedom Rider. She's done her stuff. She's a co-conspirator, so she don't even fall in the group with the rest of the, the white sorors because she's a co-conspirator. She really, literally risked her life, got locked up to be a Freedom Rider to fight for equal rights. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? I will never take that from her because she's different. But a lot of y'all other ones that are out here that are just out here to just say that you in a BGLO, even those who are, and I will say this, even those outside of Caucasian, anybody out of a, another ethnicity that's not black? Uh-huh, yes. I'm going to just say that in general. What? Why are you really here? Right. Like you said, it ain't just the white. Is anybody outside of black? Because people of color think that there's an exception. Like, because you're Hispanic or... You know, you're of Latina descent or you're... Right. No, you're not. Because you have... Look, you might have the one drop rule to them, but to us, it, it's a lot more... They look at... The first thing they see is to see their blackness. They're not looking at nothing else. And that's the same thing when I was saying, like, to my homegirl, because I'm like, yo, I've always had to choose between being black or Latinx. And I said, even though Latinx, to me, still has derivatives of the black, because the Tainos were indigenous people who were melanated... But when it came to my upbringing, I wasn't around my father's family. So I was raised in a black household. So all I knew was black and everything was black. Like, you can't get mad at me that black is more associated with until as of recently. when I'm like, yo, I shouldn't have to pick. Like, I'm Afro-Latina. Like, I shouldn't have to pick. Because they both come from black origins. But again, I, my mother is black. My grandmother is from South Carolina, born in 1920. Came from sharecroppers in the 1800s. So I've been raised to know history and black culture. So I say black because... That's one. That's an outlier or a minimum that people don't ever want to acknowledge. And I'm proud to be black, just like I'm proud to be Latinx. But as much as y'all were brought here against your will, it's like more so y'all don't get as much scrutiny as a black person does. I personally feel. Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. They don't. So it's like we in we in the fight together, but I feel like I'm fighting a little bit harder. And I just don't like how. We're not now in today's day and time. I feel like people doing this to accepting these non-blacks to be accept. Like you're not really it unless you have one of them in your organization. F that. No. Like, I'm gonna no. say this now. I won't even say my chapter because again, I'm I'm not trying to put too much politics in this. But my chapter, 
We ain't never had no white person cross on our damn campus. And, and I and the day they do will be the day all of us turn our heads. Even my old head's gonna look like, why are they here? And if you and if you're smart enough to do your research after we just said what school we graduated from, we'll be able to re- research and figure out what chapter I'm talking about. But I'm not putting that out there on the airwaves, okay? But my chapter, I don't think I've ever seen on our campus a white person cross. I don't think I've ever seen that on, y'all can- on our campus either. Even now with the new babies, I've never seen a white person. And I hope y'all keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> real, real talk. Like keep it, keep it, keep it in the, I keep really, it in the bloodstream. I really hope y'all keep that up. I wish I could say about my driver, but no, it's. But shout out, shout out to my chapter though for keeping it black and keeping it boo, keeping it brief and keeping it black on my Lene Vinay. Because, and I think it's because a lot of us are from cities like we from New York, DC, so we from areas where we know what it feels like to be the outsider. So it's like we don't need no outsiders in our joint. We want to be the in crowd. We're VIP. You're gonna stand outside the velvet rope. You can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. Period. Like really. But like you said, there were plenty of other Greek letter organizations that were formed like D9, like we said, like Phi Beta Kappa, Symphonian, etc. But what, to you, makes D9 so special? The history. It's definitely the history, where we come from, why we were needed. Um, for instance, Iota Phi Theta fraternity, we were, as I said, the, as stated, the last fraternity, D9 fraternity formed, and we were formed in the heart, 1963, the heart of the civil rights movement and to have something to be able to create something for us in a time where they didn't even want to recognize us as humans is as people like we they still want us to be proud they were mad that we weren't property anymore Mm. so to be able to create something for us to help us in a time like that in the heart of the civil rights movement like our history when it comes and D nine is what makes us so sacred. Our our why our why is what makes us so sacred. These other organizations, these non D nine organizations, I really and I what is the purpose? Some of them, I really don't like. Yeah, what is your purpose? I feel like the purpose of them is for nepotism. It's a way of easy nepotism. It's a it's a way to stamp to show that you're you're a legacy to nepotism. So we know when you when you apply or do whatever, we can use the nepotism to our advantage to know that we don't have to even weed through. We can just pick you up and pull the weed. That's just what I personally feel. Thank you. Okay, I go. I like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that because outside, I really don't like we. Every year, one of us was created. We were needed. And that's a fact. (laughs) <laughs> that's a yeah. fact he's not lying he's, he's dead ass serious though like we were like you we were definitely needed and for us to from our beginnings to now it's sad but we're still needed the same way in 2022 that we were needed back in 1913 and the crazy part about it is everybody in d9 minus the iotas are 100 like the 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 poodle, SG Rose just turned a hundred in November. Shout out to the shout out to the poodles to SG Rose. Yeah, shout out to the poodles. So they were the last of the sororities to turn a hundred. Right. 
So the only ones left at the as y'all would say the elite eight is a hundred. So the only ones left are the iotas. So think about that now. How over a hundred years ago we're still fighting the same struggles we're fighting now, and it's been over a hundred years. Yet and still slavery's been over four hundred years, and we're still fighting the same shit that we haven't fought four hundred years ago. But then again, I guess I guess the hundreds, you know, the centuries just don't matter. You know. It don't. It don't. It don't. It don't. And little fun. I don't think people know this, but you know the Constitution still lists us as three fifths of a per day. Oh yeah, the three fifths rule. The three fifths rule. How? It's twenty twenty two. How do you not change that verb? And then by twenty twenty fifty five, everybody's gonna have melanin in their skin. So how is it gonna be three fifths still then? Like that's gonna be the majority. That's a conversation for another day. We're not going to talk about the consensus. That's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Because y'all know my, my brainy self, I'll be reading and I'll be, I'll be trying to, you know, educate myself to be hip on the currents and the, the future. Scholarship, sisterhood, and service is what I know. But I just feel like, for me, D9, especially like you said, we were all needed. Like, I know... Okay, I'm going to say this now. We all have our banter. But when it comes to us coming together... Best believe you're not letting nobody who's not D9 disrespect D9. I don't give a damn who you are. I can say whatever I want about my brother and sister. You, you can't say it, okay? And that goes for in the organization, too. We could be fighting. Don't think you about to jump in and help me beat my brother and sister because then we going to turn around and jump you. So, Facts. And I'm going to give y'all a great example of how we really come together. So my chapter and the AKAs and RER back in like 2013 or 2014, there was a visiting chapter for another HBCU that came down and it was beefing with the, the AKA chapter and the, the my Sands and I at the time were like, AKA and Deltas, as much as y'all think it's crazy, we were like close, close. Like we was tight. Like Spring 11 AKAs and Deltas at, at Del State was close as hell. Like you run up on one, you running up on the other. And that's all because we were all friends prior to us crossing. So, like, we never let that change nothing. So, like, you're not just coming from somebody who's in my Greek sisterhood. You're coming from my homegirl in real life. Like, we got problems. So, they... you said in real life. We get So, a visiting chapter that's in their organization came down and was trying to bully them on their own yard. I want y'all to know as quick as me and my LSs ran up on them like you're not about to do this here. You're going to respect our chapter. Like you're not doing this here on our yard. You better check yourself before you get yourself wrecked. And they're like, oh, this don't got nothing to do with you. This is our sorority business. And we was like, it do got something to do with us because you're on our yard. Yeah, this is our yard. You're in our home. You're a guest in our home. So that could be your sorority business. But if y'all was outside on y'all sorority's territory and y'all headquarters, that's, that's technically really y'all business. But you're in my backyard. So now you have to answer to us too. Absolutely and ever since then, ever, nobody's ever messed with them because everybody knows you mess with one, you mess with both. Right, and that's how it should be because we fail. And when we go to other, when we used to travel to visiting yards, yeah, the Deltas, yes. yeah, but the AKA is not far behind us. When, when, like, you know what she said? When, when she, when you come for her, you come for me. When you come for me, you come for her. Then when you see her, you see me. That's what it was. <laughs> Period. And that's how it go. Same thing when it came to like the first. Same thing. Dion already know. Any girl, there's been plenty of them. Like Dion already know, plenty of the iotas, plenty of the cap. There's a lot of I'm I'm cool with everybody on my yard. Like I probably can say I'm one of true. That's cool with like I know somebody. I'm cool with everybody on my yard. Like there's one person I'm really close to on each in each organization. They already know what's up. Like Fave, call me. What's up? Because I'm rock. You rocking. I'm rolling. Rowdy Reds will come out real quick. What's up? I don't care. Not my org. Not not. I don't care. What's up? Like we can 
shoot the two, shoot the fair. Like, I don't play that because <laughs> Del State Greeks is Del State Greeks. You're not yes. going to ever come come in my home and disrespect my home. Like, okay, internally, we could be the most disoriented family ever, but it's none of y'all business to know what's going on in-house. But you step in our house and you don't come correct and wipe your feet off at the door, we're going to wipe that ass through the flow. Know what's up. <laughs> But I feel like that's what's so special is the bond because I just feel like we all may have different letters that just, you know, distinguish us. But like you said, we all have a sole purpose. Like I will always take pride in it's special to me because I feel like every org has their own symbolic meaning of what they represent. Like, I feel like the alphas are known to be the first and the finest because they were the first ones to take that leap of faith and really create a black Greek organization. I will never take that away from them, especially at a PWI in Cornell in New York. Like that, that speaks volumes. Then, you know, for AKA, I will never shout, you know, deny them the fact that them being the first, you know, sorority ever to take the leap of faith and create an organization for black women. I will never take that from them. You know, same goes for all the others. But I would say for Delta, it was more so for me, like. We were created, and we might have been number two, but we were number one on the scene when it came to fighting for women's rights in the time of women's suffrage, which was a very crucial time for women to have have a voice. Mm-hmm. And to step out there, literally two months, we were, we found the January 13, 1913. We out there on March 3rd, 1913, marching through the streets of D.C. trying to fight for women's rights. Like, we wasted no time to pick up the ball and go running, like... This is why we were created. Let's get Exactly. And like I always tell y'all, if y'all know Greek letters, y'all know Delta means change. Like, I know y'all, a lot of y'all took math classes. Y'all seen Delta, y'all seen Sigma before, y'all seen Theta. A lot of y'all seen Greek letters when y'all say calculus or quantitative physics or whatever. You've seen a, you've seen a Greek letter at some point on a scientific calculator. Absolutely. Delta means, Delta means change. Sigma means some. Theta means degree. So put it together, change to some degree. That's exactly what we represent. And and Delta for me has always been violence because it's the first first Greek letter organization for a sorority. Because AKA technically is Greek, but it's not fully Greek where it's like dissected in that type of way. You know? So there's meaning behind our letters have meaning. I can't speak for nobody else's. Ours has a ours has a message. It's so much of a message, I got it tatted on my ribs. That's all I can say. But that's what makes it special because... Listen, I got a couple of them, man. I, I was close to getting branded one year, but that's a whole... We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> but I just feel like it's the, it's the unity, it's the representation where I just feel like everybody has a distinct, you know, symbolism of what they're known for. Excuse me, and that's major because not outside of the colors do you see the difference, but then you can see the togetherness is like, okay, D9 is really D9. Like, yeah, we are family. Like, Sister Sledge, like, we are family. I got my sisters and brothers with me. That's what, that's what we type time we on. Like, period. But, like, what made you what made you choose Iota Phi Theta fraternity as your, as your special, special thing to be a part of you and be an asset to? First... My first anything Greek <laughs> was Stomp the Yard. That was the first thing I thought of any, like, that was, I remember in high school and I saw Stomp the Yard and we, I was like, yo, that's what Greek life felt. Da, 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 da. Like, yo, the joy about to be jumping. The illusions, the illusions. Yeah, I got the college. I was like, Stomp the Yard, lie. First of all, they didn't just lie about Greek, like, they lied about the whole 
Yeah, because yeah, you actually have to go to class. You actually have to go to class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw that man get a two. That man open a book one time in a whole movie. <laughs> but yeah, nah, you actually gotta go to class. But <laughs> so I was like, man, I ain't never joined no fraternity. You crazy? This do all that dumb stuff. I'm not doing that. That's, that's stupid. Da 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 So. I got to campus. First thing we about, especially about our campus, is the plots are beautiful, and that sticks out to you. Like I know, like the first thing I ever saw was this. I remember seeing because I was in Conwell was uh, the Sigma sidewalk. Oh yeah, and okay, I want y'all to know the plot is what our is where we have all the Greek. It's like our Greek bowl or whatever, but it's placed literally right specifically in front of the freshman dorms. Like where, like the kid, like where you come in as a freshman, that's exactly where you see the plots. The plot area of all years. So I saw the sidewalks and then, you know, the Sigmas um, and their sisters, the Zetas. And Shout out to Unruly Upsilon. <laughs> I remember somebody said, yo, you can't walk in their sidewalk whatever y'all want. I said, I'm a grown man. I do what I want. And da, da, da. And they were like, yeah, you can't sit on those benches. And I was like, I'm a grown man. I do what I want, da da da. Because I was dumb, young, ignorant, didn't have no understanding. Then I didn't get it. So I started later on, like sophomore, junior, I started seeing people. Um, and I became cool with these dudes, right? And became mad cool with them. And I'm talking like, we chilling, drinking, having. Who was the, who was, okay, so who was the first? Who was the first of our class? Because I want y'all to know me and Dion came in in 08. Who was the first of our class? I'm going to see if you go say the same people. Who was the first of our class that you seen become Greek? That's, that I seen become Greek? Yeah. Uh, oh, eight. Who's the first ones that's... But that's from our class. That would have been like 09 in Aspen. Yeah, that would have been 09. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to... I know who you're thinking too. It's Steve... And freaking Craig, it's the Sigmas. It's the 409 Sigmas. They were all in homecoming because they, yes, they had just crossed literally two weeks before homecoming. So it was Craig, Steven, um, Joe, all of them. Yes, we see the same group. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. Um, so I was chilling with these dudes or whatever, and come to find out they mad cool. I said, we chilling, drinking, or whatever, whatever. And I'm just thinking, you know, like, they just, like I said, they're just mad cool dudes. Then one day, I seen their keychain, which is a lanyard, a lanyard, which is a keychain, and I was like, oh, is that you creep? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh. So, like, once again, I was like, um, what are you? And I'm Nyota. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. Don't get it twisted. And I'm not on the front just because I'm a, I'm a Nyota now. Weren't the the most popular? Everybody knows the alphas or the Q's. Q's was more popular. They were suspended at the time. Like oh, because that was right after Jason in line in 08. Yeah. So there was yeah. Yeah. So so I was like, all right, these dudes man, cool. So what attracted me was the fact that they were still to me at the time. Like so I was I was non Greek. Um. They still seem normal, regular to me. And they didn't throw in the fact that they were, they did, every other thing wasn't a 
like y'all kids do today because y'all irk my nerves. Every like like they do today. Yeah, like <laughs> so we got the um talking or whatever, chilling, da da da. And I still was, I was like, y'all cool, but alright. But then my brother crows, and if I was hell bent on not joining the fraternity, he was a hundred times worse. And like when when we used to do interest meetings, I used to ask people why they want to join, and everybody get the same textbook answer, da da da. And I'm like, no, I need y'all to be real. Let me give you an example. What sparked my interest to want to join was when my brother joined. Because if they were good enough to get his attention and not only get his attention, but to make him. Who, what brother is this? Why do I feel like I know this brother? Moody. I'm about to say, is this Moody my Sands? Or this sounds like Moody my Sands. Okay. So I was like, yo, they got his attention, whatever. So then I started doing my research or whatever, and I started. The principal scholarship, leadership, citizenship, fidelity, and brotherhood. And I started researching what all of that meant. I didn't just want to be able to spell. I need to know what all that meant. And then, the, you know, the colors, brown for the people, gold for the prosperity. Like, and I just started really digging that. And I found they were found in 1963, Hard Civil Rights Movement. And then the founders, like, it, I just started digging in with the 12 founders and how they came together. I want y'all to know all of this is public knowledge on Google. So we're not giving y'all no we're not giving y'all no secrets. Like this is I don't want y'all to feel special. Like this is all public knowledge. Yes, you can find all of this on Google. I want y'all to know that. So um, I was like, yo, this is, and I, I'm comparing them to some of the other people of other organizations. I already know who you talk about. <laughs> And I know you're talking about that one Kappa who was privileged and crossed his freshman year outside of everybody yes. else who felt he was the hottest shit on the earth. Like, relax, dog. Relax. If you went to Dell State, you know who we talking about. You know exactly who we talking about. <laughs> so that's what draw me to them. Um, the real, the realness, the genuineness, um, the sincerity, the uh, the dopeness. Like it was just. And one thing I take pride in, and I can say this because I can say this for one because of Iota, but two, all the real ones know what I'm talking about. I chose to be an Iota, and that's one thing about our chapter. Um, up to a certain year. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I, you see how I was looking at you like I'm right with you there, bro. Right with the there, brother. That's all about our chapter, like. In our whole region, I even go hold the whole eastern region. We chose to be iotas. Unfortunately, there are some people where they couldn't be anything else but an iota, and it shows. It shows, like when we travel, when we go out, like our, you start talking. Jer you go to Jersey. Jersey's Jersey iotas trump every other frat. Jersey iotas are deep. Shout out to the ACR region. That's Jersey. Shout out to you cannot talk slander about an iota at, in in, uh, in Jersey and watch if you don't get clapped. <laughs> I know, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Yes. Me and Dion went at the same cookout when Nick was really trying to pull up on him and his yes. bros, and it was also I was like, oh, I'm gonna exit unless I see a female run that way. I'm going the opposite way. When a female run that way, I'm gonna run that way because my all of my homeboys like Laquan and all of y'all was over there, and I was like, those are people I really rock with. Like, so any shorty come crazy, I'm coming correct. Like, watch it. Laquan too. I want to shout out to Quan. 
he uh, was another one. Moody, they tried, They got Moody's attention. They got Quan's attention. Me and Quan been cool since uh, freshman year. Like, you know, me and Quan was at accounting majors. Yeah, so like, when like, he was online, <laughs> I was his go-to person. Okay? <laughs> yeah, Quan's a real one, man. That's my guy, man. Um, but yeah, that's what attracted me to uh, IOTA, man, was the genuineness, the realness, the dopeness, the family bond. Like I said, it was really down for one another. So that's what I feel like that's man. important. I think for me, I, I think I got I think I was a little a little advanced on the Greek life. <laughs> because my mother's an Omega Pearl, so she's a, a, a Omega sweetheart. Okay. So she crossed in '77 at the time where she went to a school in West Virginia, where it was nothing but Hicks at the time and nothing but Oberon in a rural area. So the time when they had sweethearts, because okay, y'all don't know what sweethearts are. They're like an auxiliary to the fraternities, and the only legal auxiliary that is deemed to be okay is like my sands, which is like ca- uh, cash and all of them. Shout out to Spring Eleven of you know. <laughs> Of the game of game chapter uh, is Iota Five Theta, which Iota Sweethearts are the only legal auxiliary that could be yeah, able to. Sweethearts who are now ISI, Iota Sweetheart Incorporated. Period. And shout out to Spring Eleven, <laughs> Cash, and all the rest of them. Y'all already know what's up. Um, but they're the only ones. So my mom back in the day when they did it, it was more so they did it because my man online. I because if y'all don't know, like when you're Greek, you're not supposed to have any contact with the outside world whatsoever. So my mom, when she could be with her man, I'm gonna have to. When you pledge, we pledging together, baby, and that's how it was. That's how. That's literally how auxiliaries were created. They're not. They weren't created for what y'all think they are now for people to be groupies. They were really created for you to have connection to your man because you can't be around your man while he online. Like, so the best way you gonna do it is by pledging with that nigga. And if you wanna pledge with that nigga, you becoming a sweetheart. And that's what my mom did. So like, I was privy to it early, and my mom's triple branded. She a triple OG. I don't got no time. She double branded on her hand and branded on her back. That hand one, I don't know about that. And then she got it right here where the tender meat is. She's strong. Beyond, she Teflon tough. Okay, you Teflon tough. But she was born in 1954 in the Mr. So I expect nothing less. Like, she got a whole nother mindset. You feel me? But, like, I was privy to it early, so, like, I would see a lot of purple and gold in the house. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is an Omega Sci-Fi? I would see my mom go to homecomings and stuff. And my mom went to West Virginia State, which is an HBCU. So, seeing her be the camaraderie between her and Alpha Delta chapter and, like, the Alpha Delta LC, AKAs and seeing her homegirls and how they all were still close and, you know, hearing how they were still, like, 40 years later to this day now, even though they graduated in 77, 50, 50, almost 50 years later, they're, like, close, thicker than thieves and still... They got bonds, and my mom's a sweetheart. Even though my mom wanted to be a Delta, she tried in spring 12. They denied her, even though she would have been a legacy, but it's okay. She was like, I don't care because I don't like females like that anyway. (laughs) But it was more so like I was privy to it early. So like a lot of my teachers, my aunt, my godmother was an AKA. So I was surrounded by AKAs, and then I had my mom with the Omega. So I'm seeing both sides of this growing up, and I'm like... What is this? And then my mom tried to put me in AKA teens, and I was like, this is not for me. Like, this ain't for me. And that's when I started researching, like, and it was crazy because when I got, what you probably don't know is this is a secret. Um, when I went to, the only reason I went to Doe State is because one of the AKAs from my back home that my aunt knew, which is her, like, sorority sister, she waived my application fee because she went there and she's like one of the diamond members for Delta Lambda. 
So she, that's how I got my application fee waived. But she thought I was going to be an AKA and the whole time she turned around and was mad as hell when I became a Delta. <laughs> Shout out to Renee LeGerm. Shout out to Miss LeGerm though. Still love you, baby. But, um, <laughs> excuse me, at least one out of the two of us became AKA, so that's all that matters. Jasmine Bells, who happens to be my sins, she's an AKA. Yeah, I've known Jasmine since we were four. So we literally went through preschool, middle school, high school, and college together. Like, I've known Jasmine since I was four. Uh, So, like, and then for us to be sans is like the icing on the cake. Because, like, we literally have gone through life together. So, shout out to Jazzy Bells. Um, But I just think it's crazy because it's just like, yeah, I don't know what this is. And then, like, my godmother was a Delta. And, like, she would talk about it all the time. She was like, yeah, I have to go to community service. I got to do this. And she had lupus. She was like, I got to do this. And I always wanted to go to school in North Carolina. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to North Carolina Central. I'm going to stay with you. Because we were, like, close. Like, I'm like, you know, she's the one that took me to get my ears pierced. My first my first pair of diamond earrings. Like, my godmother, because she didn't have a daughter, I became, like, her unofficial daughter. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you, I, I was like, yo, Delta's a... So I was doing my research. I was like, wow, they some bad... I was like, they the baddest, like for real, for like they be, they was out here marching, like what? And you had people like Shirley Chisholm and all these names, and I'm looking through the Rolodex of names, and then I'm looking at the qualifications because it's no shade to no other organizations, but to be a Delta, you at least have to. If you're not, if you're not honorary, I'm gonna make that real clear as the exemption rule. If you're not honorary, you have to have at least a bachelor's degree to become a Delta. There's no other way inside, like no way possible. If you don't got a bachelor's degree, you're not gonna be able to be a Delta, even if it's grad chapter. No way possible. Or pursuing a bachelor's degree and having a graduation date, because if you don't, best believe you're not getting in. Scholarship. And when I say, when people talk about scholarship, and I feel in a lot of other organizations, they say it, but they don't really mean it. Because I feel like a lot of people I see that are in these orgs, that they're making honorary members, have no type of education surrounding them outside of a high school diploma. So how are you promoting scholarship when they don't even have scholarship? Shall be gambit challenge, five years in a row, highest GPA on the campus. I mean, Delta, you know. When I was there, we were triple threats. When, well, look, I'm going to say when Delta, when I was there, we were three times. We would get it every year three times in a row. I don't know. We were doing high GPA, all of that other stuff. But, like, even with our honorary members, our honorary members like Shirley Ralph, they have bachelor's degrees. I don't think there's not many of them that don't have degrees. Like, I don't think. And if there are, there's very few. That's only because, like, their work, they probably went to college but never finished. But there's never been somebody who hasn't been in college at some point in time, even if they didn't finish or had, like, some type of education. I don't know. So I feel like that's that's something. So I'm like, they stand by their principle. When they say scholarship, they mean scholarship. When they mean, say service, they really mean service. When they have, like, a day, because I don't know if y'all know, in D.C., there's actually, we have a Delta nursing home for older uh, um older senior citizens, where we actually have a Delta home, which is made for senior citizens, where we give them housing. That's not too far from my headquarters. That's what's up, man. So, like, we really be out here, like, in the streets. When I'm, like, looking at them, and I'm, like, looking at all they've done, and I'm, like, wow, this is dope. And then I knew my godmother was a Delta, but it never registered me. So, when I crossed in spring 11, and my godbrother hit me up, he was, like, oh, I heard you cross. Finally, I can get rid of this. I was, like, get rid of what? He was, like, get rid of all this stuff. I'm, like, all of what stuff? He was, like, you don't know. Like, my mom left all this Delta stuff for you. I was, like, you lying. Like, how would she know I'm going to be a Delta? And she, mind you, my godmother passed in 08. She literally passed the week after we had started our first week of classes. 
So I'm like, how would she know I'm gonna be a Delta? This is literally like three years later. Like, how would she know? Lo and behold, she wrote a whole letter and note that was like, Dear Jessica, I just always knew in my heart you will follow my footsteps and continue my legacy. I don't have daughters, you're the only one I closest I got. And at the end of the day, she was like, Please make sure you take care of these. I'm passing this on to you. Can finish my race. After that, I was like, Wow. And I literally have her cardigan hanging up in my crib because I won't tell y'all that, but her cardigan is now forbidden <laughs> to be worn. <laughs> So it hangs up in my crib, but it's also reminded just to show like, damn, I'm glad I became a part of this sisterhood. Because right. you literally seen my future for me and I ain't even seen my future. Right. That's, yeah, that's beautiful. So like, I feel like it's the connection just to know like, you can always pass the baton. And it's, there's not really that much ego to not know that you can't pass the baton for the next generation to be better than the generation prior. That's yeah, what I think is so special about it. It's the old-fashioned, you know, family values, I think, from black households that are instilled in D9 is what we really yes. implicate. Like, you know, from you know from when you came in order to know where you're going. You don't know about your chapter until you find somebody from your chapter from back in the day to give you the history. Because you're stepping in as a baby. A neophyte, a neophyte is somebody who's brand new, who you're, you're literally just on the scene. You don't know your ass from your elbow, as Jackie would say. <laughs> so you got it. What you did learn at the time you was online or the time you was doing whatever before you crossed is cute. But there's more history to be learned. And that's when they always like, I feel like everybody in D9 always says it to anybody who just crossed. Now the real work begins. Yep, yep. That's right. The pledging was easy. <laughs> now the real work begins. Yeah, the real work begins. So now is when you take the time because you're not forced to have to learn the knowledge to make it your business to yeah. obtain the knowledge necessary to be able to flourish. Right. And not embarrass your chapter in the process of doing it. Yes. Because, baby, when I say I can call a soror from here to Bermuda to California to Florida and have a place to, let's say my car break down in Maryland, I got five chapters I can call and be like, well, which one of y'all about to come pick me up or who house I'm about to stay at? Because one of y'all, um, you beta, beta iota, zeta epsilon, what's up? Like, what we doing? Like, you got to have that connection. Go to Cali. Okay, Eta Omega, Epsilon Zeta. What are we doing? Like, hello, I need a place to stay. Like, go to go to Florida, Mu Iota. What are we doing? Ta Iota. What, like, who about to open their home? But y'all see I'm naming chapters, which means I literally know people in these chapters. I'm not just naming them off of a whim. <laughs> these are actual chapters in these states. So it's like, that's what it's about. Like, you got to know. And they always say it's big. When people say it's bigger than your organization, it's a real fact. And I feel like sometimes the Caucasian people that are in this don't understand the perspective of how it is. It's like when they have you, Ancestry.com, and like you go to family reunions. Like, oh, this is your cousin Pookie from so-and-so side. And y'all get in contact and Pookie got all the knowledge to who's connected to who and how they're connected. A white person can't do that for you. Because I feel like there's always going to be somewhat of a threshold that they can't cross, that no matter how much they're in, that they you're not going to be able to have that connection. They can never be fully in. Like, they can never, they can always have one foot in, one foot out. They can never be all the way in. That's a defined line. It's a defined line. Me, personally, I would want to be a part of something that I can't be fully in. Like, I can't, like, why? Why do that to yourself? You can only... Oh, man. I think it's a desire to just... For me, y'all gonna get mad, but I'm gonna say it anyway. For me, it's kind of like a BP. 
a black pass where I could sit here and use it as an admission to ticket to say, hey, I'm in D9. I, which means because I joined D9, I'm about you and I'm for you. And I want you to know I'm really an ally and I'm a co-conspirator and I got your back 24-7, da-da-da-da, whole time. Shirley, uh, Emily, while you're in this, your, your dad's Bob and your mom's Susan and they're freaking rednecks that are choosing to vote for Trump. But you're in a D9 organization and you're a Republican low-key, but the world don't know it. Oops, did I go ahead and really just say something real about what the real is on what it is? Hold on, you you whole time you going home to a confederate. Well, I'm not like them, but you were raised to be. Hence why you're trying to be the change and the difference, but you're an ally, not a co-conspirator. So therefore, you're just as bad as they are. Because when shit get real and shit hits the fan, you're always going to run. choose them over us. You're going to run. <laughs> yes, you're going, you're to, going run. to run. You're going to hide your face and hide your hands. But then as soon as, as, soon as the smoke clears... Oh, well, yeah, I'm adult. No, 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 beloved. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's, a, it's the same way like right now with a lot of public figures. Y'all be like, oh, Black Lives Matter. Oh, this matters and this life, da, 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 da. But when it comes time to really put your, would you be willing to put your career on the line to fight for what was right and the real efficacy of what's necessary? No. So all that talking, that talking mess you doing on social media, it don't phase us because we need to see the action, baby. A lot of people talk in social media. You can give us what we want to see and try to lull us to sleep. A lot of us not seeing it, and we see past the smoke and mirrors. Actions prove why words don't mean anything. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> they do. And, I, and I always said, like, and people was like, if there's one person who's a public figure, that if they were to be in a Greek letter organization, and they were in, a, or who would you see in Delta? And I always say Amanda Seals. I always say I can see Amanda Seals as a Delta. I can see her because she likes to ruffle feathers, but she's really about the walk and the talk of what's necessary. Yeah, and she guess. and what she says, she stands on. She's not retracting anything. And yo, I tell, listen, I, yo, me and my boys talk about this. I like when I make it to the level that I know that I'm gonna make it to. Don't. Go fishing on my social media account from something I said in 2008 or not. You need to apologize. No, I don't. I said it and I meant it. I'm not apologizing. Like, you see so many uh, figures, public figures, stuff get bought up from 23 years ago. They got to apologize. No, and 23 years ago, they meant that. That's how they That's what I said. I said what I said when I said it. Later, they got to go back just because time. No, no, no. And I know I've said some things in the past that in 2022 is probably not acceptable, but I didn't say it in 2022. I said it in 06. But I feel like in my mind, when people be apologizing, you're apologizing. I feel like it's a coward move because you're apologizing for your growth. Because who you were is not who you are now, and where you once yes. were is not where you are now. So whatever you were doing then is where the place you were speaking from the space you were in then. Yes. You probably educated yourself from that space to where you are now to know better than not repeat the same thing. So look at my mistakes because I'm human. So no, I'm not retracting what I said. Right, because if I wasn't that person then, I wouldn't be who I am now. Exactly. I, I wouldn't be in a position where Yo, I can't wait till we get there, yo. And I was talking to my homegirl. She was like, when you get hit, 
who's one person that you're just going to go ahead like and just who you just going to show much love to? And I was like, my homegirl, Cherie. Cherie is, a, a, you know, somebody who's in journalism, but she's always been so welcoming and opening, you know, open to my podcast. And she don't really know me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we met on social media. So for you to be a, a guest on my podcast on my episode nine and now I'm on episode 100 and you literally are trained to do this shows like you're really a genuine supporter. And I was like, yo, when I get, when people get hip to who I am, because people always say, like, oh, when I get famous, I'm like, nah, I don't look at it like that. When people get hip to who I am, because I've been who I am, but when the world gets to see who I really am and who I've been this entire time, I want you to know there's about four people on my hand I can count and four only. That's about to be the only people that's going to be like, you were with me from the trenches. <laughs> Started from the now we here. <laughs> Seriously, because I just feel like I know my greatness and the people that's currently in my circle know my greatness, but those who I personally know that I would literally take with me to really know that it's going to be some genuine or some, you already know what it is. Right. Like, you know, you know how we give, we give it up. I'm going to be the same, the same secretive, not secretive, the same private and enigma I am now without having the eyes on me. It's going to be that I'm going to be like that. Maybe even maybe two times more when I'm, when I'm seen. But I'm probably be like that two times more. But I'm still gonna be the enigma that y'all still don't know what goes on in my life to this day. Like, right? It's not changing. I'm still gonna be the same private person. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't. And it shouldn't. Because if I don't, then I wouldn't be genuinely me. Exactly. And my friends be like, "How you gonna have your page private for Instagram, but you be so willing to tell everything on your podcast?" I said, and that's the point. Because if you take the time to listen, that means you're worthy of you listening because you're taking the time to listen to me, right. as opposed right. to me voluntarily just sharing it to you without you trying to earn the the the, the, the merit to be able to know what the hell goes on with me or what my yeah. mindset is. They're two different things. They're not on the same spectrum. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And I feel like those type drawers should be private, for real, for real. Like everybody shouldn't have. Everybody shouldn't have. Everybody doesn't deserve access to you, and only those that that earned it or are willing to put in the work to get it. Being a, a a loyal listener is you earning, putting in work to understand who I am. Because right. they're not gonna know who you are off of one. They can't just chime in for one episode and be like, "Oh, I know, I know who she is. I'm I'm good." Nah, you gotta be tuned in to really get right. who you are, and so. You're not about to have access to my Instagram or Facebook or, or any of that just so you can just pop. No, you gotta earn it. And I think it was funny because somebody tried to follow me the other day, one of the homegirls from my basketball league. And she was like, well, you better follow me back. And I started dying laughing. She's like, because I seen the follower to follow, follow ratio. And I see you really don't follow people. I'm like, yeah, because niggas who are here are just to be nosy. And this is from a time where. I was just letting anybody follow me. You know, at the time when we had where, you know, follower, follow back type situation back in the early 2010 area. Now I'm in a space where if you want to be here, I need to, I need to vet you because my stuff is private, but don't think because you follow me means I want to follow you because you might want to know my energy because you might enjoy my frequency and my energy from what somebody else told you. You want to be over here. Don't mean I want to be in your frequency. Exactly. You know, I used to get so mad and it really hit me one day. I was like, yo, they always posting, da, 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 da. they posting this negativity, da, da, da. and I used to really get mad. I'm like, wait, all you gotta do is unfollow. Girl. Boom, I and did that. Like, you don't have to see it. You can literally unfollow. Them. But I was in the era of that time where they followed me, so I'm gonna follow them back. When I thought about it, you see how this is affecting. Like, you're really upset right now. You don't need that. Unfollow. And I tell you, that's 
energy that I didn't want, that weight that was lifted, I was like, oh. It hit different. Yeah. We gonna do this. Because my followers and followers, she, oh, she was not lying. There's, I only follow 172 people. I almost got 2,000 followers. So y'all do the math. I don't care what you're posting because I don't care what you're doing. And it's probably getting on my nerves. So I feel like if I have to, if I ever, my logic is if I feel like I have to have the urge to mute you, I'm just going to unfollow because muting you, yes. there's no point. I could just unfollow you for the same amount and never have to look at you again. Never again. The same way yeah. muting does. I can just unfollow. So there's no point. Right. Like you said, if I got to mute you, I just need to And out of the 172, about 62 of them are public figures. <laughs> I'll be scrolling and be like suggested posts. I'm like, damn. So I forgot. I only follow like 192 people. Well, I guess everybody posts what they wanted to post for the week. <laughs> Y'all to go ahead and take what I can get. Y'all know we're going we, we gonna to diverge, but we're going to come back on track. We're going to come back on track. So all nine orgs are different yet the same. Based off the desire to help and serve the community, mainly the black community, do you feel most times we are the voice of the people with resources that span farther than most? Because I mean, like, you know, we had black, you know, we had the, you know, uh, Black Panthers, we had, you know, a lot of, you know, the Black Jews, we had a lot of other organizations, but I feel like we have way more resources than they did, which allows us to reach further in our community than they could. Right. Um, I feel like for real talk, now, no. Now these new ones, no. When we were, because community service, service is was something that our era really, really did. I'm talking like, and I'm not, I'm not talking the whole let's go viral. I'm talking like we were. In remember? The- do you remember when we used to do the trash bag pickup? How much people we could pick up as much trash and whatever yes. org and bring it to the MLK and who could pick up the yes. most trash off campus? Yes, like we were really heavy into it because we really wanted our community to be better. I'm talking. We used to go to. This, this, the soup kitchens or um, the, the, the shelters. I know for me, my chapter went to Parkway Academy. Remember the alternative school down the street off down DuPont? Yes, uh, we used to volunteer there every Tuesday and Thursday. Listen, it, we, we were about bettering our community and reaching our community and being the voice for the people of our community that they couldn't be. Like, I used to work at um, Fair School for Boys, which is... Uh, maximum security facility for juvenile delinquents. It's the, like you walk in and it, it, it's jail. Like I'm talking real jail. Like automatic door slamming, no cell phones, no nothing. Like you gotta empty all your pockets out. Staff. I'm talking staff. Not even get staff. They don't. They don't leave that building ever. Only time they leave that building, they gotta go to like the emergency room or they're going home. They don't leave that building ever. Ever. Mm. Ever, 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 ever. So. Um, I went, and I don't know why um, nobody else ever thought is there's a lot of Greeks that worked at Ferris. Nobody ever thought, let's expose these kids to something different. Right. I went on a whole college freaking week um, of activities and stuff, and I had, art, shout out to the home team, Dell State, uh, it was like five organizations that came up, we put on a little step show, a little stroll. We sat down, explained to them to Greek. Clearly, they love the sororities better because it's all, like I said, it's fair school for boys. (laughs) (laughs) But then they got to see another side of us, the staff. 
right. what they're doing. Like, they really can't. Like, they, I had one of the, um, some of the kids come up to me and was like, and mind you, this was on my day off. Like, or, like, the stroll and the step-in and then, like, the education. Like, we had people set up, like, booths and tables with information. And it wasn't just the Greeks. I mean, I had, like, other people come from, like, Dell Tech and stuff setting up, like, how to get into college, the admissions process, all, like, explaining everything. Nobody's ever done that before at Ferris. Like, nobody. And they mm. haven't done it since I've left. Oh, wow. Right. So, um, they got to see They're like, yo, they're like, hey, ain't you off today? And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, what you doing here? Here for y'all. They're like, yo, man, that's real. Like, they're, people are off. Like, you, this your off day. You come in here, like, there's more to the, your world than this your four or five block radius that you grew up in. Right. That's where our commitment to our community come in. Now, it's a lot of t-shirt wearers. People who People who didn't know who they were. Now they think them three letters across their chest. Or people who don't even know the people who came before them. Yes, like, like who, I've had people, oh, one other thing about our chapter is we're a single letter chapter. And the thing about single letter chapters is we're not, in a way, we're different. We're different because we're one of the first. If you're a single letter chapter, nine times out of ten, you're the first chapter of your uh, organization in probably that region. So, one of the first in your region. Um, and I've had people come up to me and say, oh, uh, you from downstate? Yeah. Oh, what chapter are you a part of? <laughs> Not only are we a, a single letter chapter, we're in the top five. <laughs> we're in the Word. Third. Like, literally. And for you to say... And for the record, Delta only has two single letter chapters on their yard. That's the Zetas <laughs> and the Iotas. So, I'm like... Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, it, it doesn't make sense for you not to want to understand your history. So, I don't know. It's just so, when it comes to being a voice for our community stuff, our error, yes, I feel like we were. And in the same breath, I'm going to take responsibility for those after me not being there because instead of diving in and divulging and letting them know, yo, this is what you need to do, I stepped back. And I no, I'm going to take that. I'm not going to let you apologize for that. I'm not, apo- not going to let you apologize for that. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to let you apologize for that. Because we were raised in an era where a lot of what we learned, we had to reach out to our old heads to find it out. It wasn't given to us. We were told, seek. All that's asked will be revealed unto you, but you have to seek the knowledge that you want to understand. So we, I reached out to 06 and 04 because remember, my chapter was suspended before we came out. So we had no choice. I, I reached out to 06, 04, 02, 2098. I made it my business to learn where I came from and know the history of my chapter because one, I had the advantage, but that's common sense and knowledge because it's not going to all be given to me in whatever time frame I was online. So I'm not going to make you apologize for that because if you really wanted to know, you'll find out. True. You really want to know, you will find out. Exactly. You really want to know, you'll find out. So that's not on you because you were available as a resource. Because you want to know what only thing you can apologize for is I was available, but they probably didn't know. 
That's all you can apologize for because you were available, but they didn't make it their business to find out if you were or you're not. It's different if they reached out and you didn't and you denied it, but they didn't do that. You're not going to carry that burden. Not today. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. You won't because that's how it was, how it's been for me. Like a lot of them that came after, I have no problem giving you the knowledge where I've never denied it to you, but you're not about to sit here and BS me in the process. I'm not, I'm not for the, I'm no nonsense. Cause I came from the era of no nonsense. You're not about to, cause this is a privilege. I don't have to give it to you. This is my, this is my brain and my knowledge. I acquired on my own sacrificing. You're getting it handed. So no, I, I'm not, no, it's not going to, and I feel like with us, like you said, like, we're more in the community because from our generation, because social media wasn't as big, but also like we used to, like I said, Parkway Academy on our days between like we used to do an hour, two hours. We used to go up to that school Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I can say, I'm going to let y'all know this is a true testament. And I'm going to tell y'all testimony. I, we used to go to that school when we just crossed in 2011. They set up a whole week or whatever. We would go up there twice a week. There was just one girl, one little girl. Her name was Chelsea. And Chelsea used to give me hell every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm like, why am I, why am I skipping accounting club to be around this smart ass mouth little girl who don't want to be here? So she be like, oh, I don't care, you don't care about me, blah 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 blah. So like outside of Parkway, I built a relationship with her. So I'm like, you know what, Chelsea, you ain't gonna get rid of me that easy. I'm used to this because my mom was in special ed, so my mom, I know how to deal with kids like that. Like you ain't, you trying to, you're trying to push me away because you're so used to people running away from you. So you don't want to get too close to me, even though I can tell that you're, you want to be close to me, but you don't know how to do it. So I'm like, you know what, Chelsea? All right, whatever. I'm gonna let you have. It. I'm like, girl, I'm about to sit here and play with you. She's like, all right, Miss Jessica, whatever. Like I don't got time. That I'm like, why are you coming to class? Like, why are you being disrespectful? Why am I here that you being disrespectful to your teacher? She was like, well, she started. I'm like, Chelsea. Talk to me. Talk to me, not at me. Because I'm, I'm really talking to you. I'm trying to understand where your perspective is, why you feel like you were disrespected. So, well, they don't understand. I said, well, Miss So-and-so, do you mind if I take Chelsea outside for us to just have a private conversation just to understand, you know, how she's feeling? From that moment on, Chelsea started warming up to me. She started gravitating. So, now Chelsea has my phone number outside of Parkway. So, one time, she just thought she was grown. She ran away from home. The first place she calls is me. Uh, I wish, can, can you just adopt me? Like, I don't want to be here. Da, da, da. But it makes your, it pulls your heartstrings because it's just like, dang, how do I go from somebody who's been around you only for two hours out the week to somebody where you trust with your life, where you're running away from home to tell me that you're about to run away from home? You know what I'm saying? So she runs away. I'm like, Chelsea, what are you running from? She's like, well, I had no place else to go. And da, da. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to let your mom know that you're here because I don't want it to be a situation where you have a coming up a missing child and it comes on me. So I'm like, tell your mom this is where you're at. So she knows. And I'm going to drop you home at this time. We would go over homework. I'm like, you get good grades. Her grades are slipping. I'm like, yo, you got to get better grades. College is around the corner. Now at this point, she's getting older. College is around the corner. Scholarship is, you want to go to college. You want to do something better. You want to get out your mother's house. And you want, the college is the answer. So you got to make this happen. So I'm like, we got to do school. Like we're going over. I'm like, get your grades. You do better grades. I buy a pair of sneakers. She get better grades. She gets sneakers. So now, now she has an incentive for her reward to know she get good because she's never had nothing of her own. Get better grades. I'll get you some sneakers. We've done it on a couple occasions. She on an honor roll. She's about to graduate now. I said, what school are you going to? She goes to Dell State. I'm gonna let y'all know this now. Chelsea has become. That's my daughter. That was my my daughter. Became literally became my child. Okay, my child unofficially. 
Chelsea went to Dell State. She crossed Delta Lambda, a.k.a. She got her master's in social work. Imagine if I didn't take the time to instill into that little girl what I did almost 11 years ago for her to know that there's something outside of the four blocks that she came from. Exactly, man. That's all it takes. Where now she might not be a Delta, but she's still dedicating herself to the D9 community yeah, as a whole. Yeah. All because I exposed that's her to something different than what she's never seen. Yes. Yes. And that's what it's about. Like, and that's when I was at Ferris and I love Ferris. Like, I love that population. I love that those group of kids that's in there. The, I hate the staff. The staff, the politics. <laughs> that's, the, that's the reason why I'm not at Ferris. Like, I hate that part. It's never the kids. And I had so many kids tell me, Mr. Edge, it took me coming to jail to find a role model. And I'm like, that's... I said, yo, I'm like, yo, thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm glad you think that much of me. I don't care what it took as long as you got it. Right. That's and all that matters. Ordered your steps to get here to meet me. So if that's what it took for you to get here, now that you're here, everything you do after this is on you. Right. Like, I, I used to tell the kids, and like I had a rapport with all the kids. So like we had our own. As I was a treatment specialist, as a treatment specialist, you got your own caseload of kids. I every kid in that building was my kid. So and other treatment specialists used to get mad because the kids were like. You call the radio, ask Mr. Edge if he can come down here and talk to me. I'm your treatment specialist. Talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to Mr. Edge. And, like, and be like that, yo. The staff, I used to get so much hate from the staff because the kids knew. They're like, yo, we can tell you're not here for a check. You you really care. And I was, about to, I was just about to say that. Like they, And the kids know. They know the real ones and the ones that's there to collect the check. And this is how they can tell from my LSs, the ones that was there just to be there for community service hours as the one that really was invested yeah. into and their their well-being. It be like that. It, it's, it do, and it's, and it's sad, but at the same time, like I used to tell the kids all the time, I'm never going to tell you what to do, and I'm never going to try to get you to... I'm never going to tell you what you're doing, I'm going to tell you what you're doing is right or wrong. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all the possible options, all the possible outcomes, and I'm going to let you know everything that can or cannot happen. And you have to make a decision for yourself. Because if I make it for you, or if you do, and I'm like, Mr. Andrew, I'm going to do better for you. No. No, do it for yourself. Don't do that. Yes. Do it for yourself. Because you're doing it for me. The minute it gets hard, you can quit. Right. Exactly. It's a lot easier to give up. But when you're doing it for yourself because you want more, it's gonna be a lot harder to quit on yourself than it is to quit on Mr. Inge. Ooh, that's a that's a B roll bomb right there. It's gonna be a lot harder to quit on yourself than it is to quit on Mr. Inge. Period. <laughs> and then it's like, yo, I ain't never really. And I used to be because I kept like I grew up in foster care. I know what it's like to have not know what family is, not to feel loved or whatever. I know all that. I know. I feel like you ain't you don't have a choice. And I used to try to drill that in my kids' head, like, yo. There's always a choice. You may not like the other choice that's available, but you always have a choice. Well, nah, because I got to get this money so um, so we don't we don't go hungry. So I didn't have a choice. So you had a choice. You could have went hungry. And it's like, that's not a choice. It's a choice. It's not the choice you want, but it is a choice. Right. It is a choice. You just didn't like that choice. And I'm not disagreeing. 
need you to understand that. So <laughs> Mr. Inge got a past. Yeah, you know? I didn't like choices that was presented to me. But I always recognized that I was making a choice. Whether it was good or bad, I was making a choice. Like, yo, Mr. Inge, you keep it real. Like, I don't let them, like, we, we, we gonna have our disagreements. If you always like me, especially at a place like Ferris, if you always like me, you always agree with everything I say, I'm not doing my job. Right. If you can always agree with me, if you always like me, if I don't text, if, if I don't get you upset, or that means I'm not challenging you, that means I'm not, I'm trying to push you to do better, right. that means I'm not calling you on your bullshit. Right. Nah, nah, nah. We, you ain't, and I told him from jump, you ain't always going like me. You're not. But what you will do is understand that everything that I'm saying to you it's for the betterment of yourself. It's for the betterment of yourself. And I told her, I said, you know the funny part? I'm not even going to be around when you understand what I've told you. What's going to happen is five years from now, ten years from now, something's going to happen. And a conversation that you and I had is going to click in your head. You're like, oh, this is what Mr. Andrews was talking about. And right. I'm not going to tell you how many moments where... Those kids have reached out to me on Facebook. Some will have my number. But I had the same number since I was 14, 15 years old. I've so. had the same number since I was 12. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they'll text me. Yo, Mr. Andrew, you're not going to believe it. Remember when we was talking about da -da 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 -da? That's what you meant. Just, I was like, exactly. I'm talking, this is five, six, seven, eight years later. So, um. Nah. I, I just... We're, 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 we're very, we're very influential in the community because again, we have the resources to expand. Cause I feel like yes. we're able to not just put back financially, but emotionally, physically, and spiritually, yes. we're able to invest because we know what it is to be on the other side, outside of those letters being a part of our identity. Yes. So we're able to connect, but because we've been at y'all so long and been giving y'all the real, this conversation will not be cut short. We're going to give y'all a part two. So stick with us. Stick with us. We're we, we going to come right back. We're going to come right back.